Welcome back to another episode of the Ring of Up podcast. The World Series has come and gone. Man, it was exciting. You know what I mean, Carlos? How you doing? It was one of a. I don't know if you've seen that meme where they're drawing the horse, and you know how they start from the back end and draw it to the, to oh, the front yeah, end. Yeah. It's and like the, all, detailed. all detailed, and then once you got to the end, it was all. Eh. Yeah, yeah. That's how exactly how this World Series was. Uh, game one. I mean, my God, that might have been one of the greatest games I've ever watched. And game two was, you know, the Merrill Kelly game, and it was all exciting. And then the last two games were just kind of. Yeah. Eh. Yeah, the last two weren't that exciting. I mean, don't get me wrong. Game five, I thought, was exciting until the end once they kind of... Uh, once they blew it open. Yeah, once they blew it open there. It was a good game. I mean, Zach Gallon had a freaking no-hitter going into what, like You're the right, sixth he inning? Did, yeah. You know what I mean? He went. He He's going into the sixth with a no-hitter, and then I believe it's in the sixth where he gives up... He gives up uh, three runs, I want to say. Yeah. He finally gives up his first hit, and then it just seems like it just, that, from it there, started. Texas was like... It was like, oh, well, okay. So we can't hit this yeah. guy. <laughs> like I don't know. What I mean, after that, it was it was game over. I mean, Texas was seeing it so big that whole series. Yeah, I mean, Texas is offense, man. I mean, you got you got to give give it props to them because Marcus Simeon uh, finally somewhat came came alive. You know what I mean? He started hitting the ball a little bit better. They did lose Adolis Garcia in game three. I want to say right. It was, uh, game four. Well, yeah, in game he left in game three because he didn't play game four or five, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, so they ended up losing him, but I mean, Texas still came out and put up eleven on him that first game without him. Everybody's like, "Oh, well, how's it gonna be?" I mean, that was my thought originally, right? It's like, "Oh, you know, what's his offense gonna look like now without him not there?" Because he is kind of a spark plug, right? So, right. Now you take him out of the lineup, he's no longer in the game, and we've talked about this before. Is how does that affect the team? Right. I but, mean. When you have um, a guy named Corey Seager on that team, it didn't seem to affect that. You know, Adolis was just kind of a complimentary piece to Corey, honestly. I understand uh, Adolis won the MVP and the DS, but this was Corey's series, man. That dude done real. I mean, don't get me wrong. It definitely was, but I mean, I can, I, I, I'll definitely argue that. Uh, Dolis Garcia was going to put up a fight for for the World Series MVP. Oh, no doubt. No you know doubt. what I mean? Until he got hurt, and then Corey Seager just went off, obviously. But, you know, he also – because he had the game-winning home run of game one, right? Which was one of the craziest games ever. Yeah, one of the best games I've ever seen as well. He had that walk-off in the 11th there. And then I want to say he had another one um, in that game three uh, before he got ejected as well, right? And I believe at that point um, – Corey Seager was also at two. He had the one to tie it in game one. Oh, my God, dude. If I've ever felt more goosebumps in my life, I don't know when that time was. Yeah, that game one had it all, man. That was when um, Paul Seawald came into the ninth up. What was it? They were up two. They were up two, and I thought they were done. Yeah, so I thought it was They were up two, and Corey Seager hit a game-tying nuke. And then that following inning, Adolis Garcia had a walk-off Apotaco. And as soon as they brought in Miguel Castro – I, and I only know this because he was on the Yankees. I said it was game over. Miguel Castro has literally nothing to throw up there, nothing to offer to be competitive. And Adolis Garcia literally took him deep the very first pitch. So, yeah, that game was insane. And you're right. I mean, Adolis definitely could have just added on to what was already a very dominant offense. Well, I mean, yeah. And, I mean, to Adolis' point, I mean, a very dominant postseason that he's shown. He definitely uh, made a name for himself this postseason. He was one of those guys that uh, kind of stood out to me. Obviously, we knew what he had done during the season. Uh, we know that he was good, right? But just seeing what he did, it yeah. was kind of like watching a Rosarena kind of do it in, like, 
when he did it in the postseason and then when he did it again in the World Baseball Classic, like it felt like I was watching that reemergence of a Rosarena in Adolis this postseason. He's one of those players that if you're just a casual, you know, you'll watch the game when it's on. If you don't really follow baseball, you don't really know who he is. You didn't know who Adolis was. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he really made his presence known, you know, these playoffs, and it showed. I mean, he, up until the point that he got hurt, he, he was hitting the shit out of the ball just like was, everybody else was. Yeah, he was smacking some balls for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, going into that uh, game one, I thought, uh, because we saw, what's his name? Um, God, I can't think of his name right now, but the other reliever the Red, the Diamondbacks have, uh, Ginkle. Ginkle. Right, we saw him come in in that tough situation, and he gets out of it with bases loaded, uh, I want to say there was that one out right in that eighth inning. I'm trying to see if I can see it. Um, I know he comes in in a tough situation and he gets himself out of it. You know what I mean? And then we're just like, damn, okay, well, he just got out of this situation here. Now, all of a sudden, you got your start, your closer coming in that has been amazing. You know what I mean? Hasn't right. been hit. It hasn't been hit. And uh, he just makes one bad mistake. Well, and this was one of those games where uh, going up to it, you knew that runs were going to be limited. You had Zach Gallon and Nathan Evaldi both thrown that, you know, that game, and we've seen what we saw what Nathan Evaldi did all playoffs. But it was definitely one of those games, you know, who was going to come down to the last batter like it did. And it, this game was just one of those, like, um, Evan Carter got that RBI double in the very beginning, mm-hmm. jumped on Zach Gallon early. Adolis Garcia jumped on him in that first inning as well. And then... I can't remember what inning it was, but someone took a bases loaded walk. Do you remember that? Bases loaded and someone took a walk to score the tying run. Um, but anyways, Corbin Carroll had a two-run triple that game. Um, Marte had a couple RBIs. It was just anything you can think about. Oh, it was Mitch Garver with bases loaded. He had a RBI walk. Oh, you're talking there. It's in the bottom of the third. Yeah, bottom of the for third. Texas, yeah, yeah, for Texas. Bottom of third, and I mean, it wasn't a bad pitch. It was a ball for sure, but I mean, the balls to do that yeah, the game, plate, you know, the plate discipline in that time, game one of the World Series. Um, but yeah, Zach Gallon got out of it with just very limited damage. Tommy Pham started to kind of heat up, and I mean, Tommy Pham really heated up. I oh, mean, that yeah. guy, that guy got hot at the right moment coming into that NL, the yeah, the NLCS, um, and just pushing through to the postseason. I mean, he that guy got hot, and it definitely showed. Right, and then uh, you know, Cattell Marte got hot. He they they well, also another guy, man. Shout out to Cattell Marte. I think he ended at a twenty a twenty game yeah. postseason hitting yep. streak. Like the the longest streak in postseason history ever. Like, that's amazing to him. You know, hats off to that guy. Right. That was definitely the MVP of Arizona one. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, he definitely popped off. But uh, so yeah, Zach Gallon that game, game one, five Ks, five innings, four or four hits, three runs. Again, kept him in the game, and he left that game with a five three lead. And their bullpen went shut out, you know, the sixth, seventh, and eighth inning, and then until just uh, again, it was it night. was it was a uh, it was one pitch to the wrong guy, uh, um, that he made a mistake on. You right. know what I mean? Because uh, he walks he walks Tavares, which obviously a mistake. You don't want to walk anyone in the ninth inning when you're up two runs, right? Especially your nine hitter. I think I don't think this guy got a hit all all World Series. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, don't, I, I, I probably I saw I him make some plays, and that was about yeah, it. Yeah, he made a couple of nice plays, but I don't think he got a hit all postseason. So the fact that you walk him, hey, you know what I mean? That's kind of a shitty spot. But then you get Simeon striking out, and then Corey Seager hits that bomb, right? Boom. 
game change. He comes back. He strikes out Evan Carter. He does hit Garcia. Um, and yeah, this is when he got hit in that hand. We didn't know if he was going to be able to, you know, continue playing because getting hit in the hand has all those small bones in there. Yeah, and oh, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was his top hand, I believe, too. So it's like, eh, he might be done, but. And then he gets Austin Hedges out, two runs, one hit, zero, you know, two left on. So, again, Seawald made made one bad pitch, yeah. unfortunately. That tied you the know. game in the bottom of the ninth. Yep. At the, at the very that, – that's the, that's the, I guess, the love-hate relationship of being a closer, right? I mean, and up to that point, he was fine. You know what I mean? He was – he had, I think, every save, you know, up to that point. So, you feel confident giving the ball to him there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, man, it just – You definitely – I mean, you definitely – like I said, I thought game one was uh, over when I saw – when I saw Ginkle get out of it in the eighth. Um, I said I said the game's over here. I said well, prior to that, Ryan Tom, uh, Thompson, he got out of a big – I think it was bases loaded too. So, yeah, I'm trying to see. It was either bases loaded or two were on, and he got out of it. It was a pop-up literally straight up, and he got out of the inning. So, like, point – I, their bullpen did so good, literally that first game, and they had every reason to win that ball game. Yeah, they every everything was lined up perfect, everything was executed perfectly, except for that one pitch by Paul Sewell. Unfortunately, you know what I mean. And then, like you said, when Montero came in, I mean, or Castro, it was kind of like this is probably more than over at this point. Yeah. Um, and then you know, I mean, again, greatest game we've seen for sure. And then all of a sudden, you come into game two, and Arizona's just hot. Oh like, yeah, off a. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, I mean, he had been throwing the ball very well. Very, very good. Obviously, you give your props to Jordan Montgomery because he did come back and pitch. Uh, um, it was game four out of the bull. No. Oh, last series. You're talking last series? No, oh, that was the last series. Last series, game seven. We only yeah. saw Montgomery once in this yeah. one then, huh? Yeah, because of all the through game five again. Yep. yep, and this was game two was the Merrill Kelly game. This is where Merrill Kelly was unbelievable. Unhittable. Well, unhittable. I mean, honestly, you can give it up to Merrill Kelly, dude. I mean. His game, 100% the whole way through. I mean, let me double check here. His that's Merrill Kelly, seven innings, three hits, one earned with nine strikeouts. The one earned was a home run. I mean, this dude was unreal. Yeah. It was crazy to see how he dominated this um, offense that was just firing on all cylinders. Well, I told you. I mean, Merrill Kelly reminded me a lot of uh, watching Logan... um, Dude from Logan San Francisco, Webb. Logan Webb, watching him pitch over in San Francisco when he when he kind of came alive and his name kind of showed out in that postseason a couple, I think two years ago. Um, that's that sinker changeup, sinker, yeah. hard sinker, nice changeup. I mean, that stuff has people looking nasty, especially when you're locating it right at the bottom of that zone in and out. I mean, people have no clue what to do with it. And now all of a sudden his 94 four seam looks like it's 105. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's so crazy how easily it is to dominate with that kind of a pitching, like a pitching combination that you throw there. You mix in a slider or a curveball of sorts, whatever it is. And the dude dominated you know, it was impressive to watch. Yeah, that home run, that Barrel Kelly, that one run they gave up, it was a solo bomb by Mitch Garver, who was an unsung hero, honestly, for yes. the Rangers. He came out of nowhere. I believe the, he was claimed off waivers, or he was in the trade. I don't remember exactly how they got him, but he wasn't supposed to be on the roster, I believe. And, I mean, dude fucking was lights out for them. Yeah, no, Merrill, or... Uh yeah, Mitch Garver. Yeah, he had a he had a big role in the whole postseason too. It wasn't just the role series because even in the uh, in the CS and the NLCS uh, or ALCS, I mean, he he did his damage there too. Right. You know what I mean. So that's one guy that definitely stepped up. That uh. And this I, was also the game where um, 
Tommy Pham went four for four and had the chance to go five for five. Be the first ever. Be the first ever to go for five for five. But he went up to uh, Tori Lovello and was like, hey, gave uh, Jace Peterson, a guy who batted 211 in the regular season, had six bombs. Um, I guess he did it just to give him that, you know, World Series at bat to say, hey, go get him that bat in the World Series. And I respect the hell out of it. I mean, you're four for four on the day. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know what was being said, but apparently there was something being said about that situation, where people were taking it the wrong way, or people were upset, or something, or I don't know. Because I saw the tweet when um, I saw a tweet that he put out, or a comment on a picture or something that, uh, yeah, it was his idea to give him his at bat. He was like, "We're up a couple runs already. Like, this game's pretty much in the bag, and you have a chance to give." Yeah, a they young were up six one. Yeah, he was like, "And you have a chance to give uh, this young kid a." Uh, you know, something that he might remember forever. You know what I mean? Getting his first World Series AB is, that's you know, pretty cool to do. Yeah, it, it's pretty. That's pretty sick of him to do, honestly. Um, this was also the game where he got picked off. Remember, um, at second base, and yeah. uh, Mike <laughs> Maddox was like, "You are nice job, you dumb fuck," or something, yeah, something like that. Fuck yeah, he was screaming that shit. That was <laughs> hilarious. Uh, Gabriel Moreno went deep. I mean, again, the, but Gabe, uh, again, man, I I won't. Uh, uh gabriel moreno has really really impressed me uh uh definitely one of my uh favorite catchers uh to watch now for sure um just the way he plays the way he is behind the the way he is behind the dish you know right. what i mean how he receives everything that he does well, there and then he can swing it and we'll get into it a little more towards the end but uh he did just win his first gold glove list yeah. came out today and he was the and now recipient of that award so uh, that's awesome good for him i mean that's something that's been held by uh What's his name over there in Philly for a couple years now? Muto. Yeah, JT over there has been holding that. So the fact that he's won it, that's awesome. Like I said, he really impressed me throughout this whole postseason. I mean, a smaller guy behind the dish, but, man, he can hit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was game two. Again, I'm kind of dominated by Arizona. Like I said, Merrill Kelly threw out a jam. Um, and this was the second game in Texas. So they go back to Arizona 1-1, which – should have been 2 nothing. Should have been 2 nothing Arizona. Arizona. Two-nothing and I feel Arizona. like that makes a huge difference going back to Arizona. If if they go they knowing go what we know now and how it played out and stuff, if it would have gone back two two zero Arizona in favor of Arizona, this would have been a completely different series. Yeah, I'm, yeah, it would definitely would have been. We probably would have seen a game seven. Um at least six. I mean, this would have gone back well, to Texas for well, sure. Well, yeah, for sure, especially because of how good Texas was on the road. Um you know, you're just kind of hoping Arizona maybe comes out with one, but then you, uh, again, it changed that that home that Corey Seager home run in Game One changed the momentum of this so game much. drastically. Of like, the you series, not the game, the yeah, series the, of the series. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, you gotta understand how big momentum is and how big how quickly it changes in a series like this. Right, you're at the end of the year, everyone's gassed. Right, everybody's exhausted. Everybody's giving it their one last bit that they have. And when momentum shifts, you feel it. And when you feel it, it's impossible almost to stop it. Right. You know what I mean? You got to find one way or another to do it. And when they did it in game two, I kind of thought, well, they came out. They shut. They just shut them out. Merrill Kelly shut that shit yeah. down quick. And they put up nine runs on them. I was like, seems like... Uh, Seems like we got ourselves a series again. Right. But after that, it kind of still didn't really feel like well, Arizona had a chance. I mean that. So that leads us into Game Three. Max Scherzer starts Game Three for them, and I, 
I had, hadn't believed in him all playoffs. I did not think much of him, um, especially facing Brandon Fatwood. He was a breakout star. I mean, he literally came out this postseason and showed everybody who he was and what he was made of. And um, so I didn't feel good for Texas going into game three at all. Yeah, no, I didn't either. I mean, uh, I, I, I kind of felt the same. I mean, I think Scherzer is uh, more so done, uh, to say the least. I mean, if uh, he just doesn't have it like he used to. No. You know what I mean? There's there's something about whether he pitches in the regular season, whether it's the postseason. Uh, I don't like yeah, just no. him pitching in general. It's not the Scherzer that we were kind of used to being like, Oh, okay, Scher- you got Scherzer on the you got Scherzer on the bump. That's that's at least eight, nine, ten Ks, right? And he's probably going at the very minimum six or seven innings every time. Right now, you're not seeing that even in the regular season. You know what I mean? So it's kind of tough there for him. I don't know. He's something's gonna really have to happen, I think, in order for him to change and still have you know if he wants to try to prolong his career some more. The big one for me in this one was John Gray. Yeah, huge. Huge, because he did it twice, but John Gray comes into this one after Scherzer goes three three innings, two hits, um, and two gives up two walks. He didn't he didn't give up any runs, um, but all he goes is three, and then John Gray comes in to fill in three more. That's right. huge. Huge three innings, considering yeah. that I literally thought the you know their bullpen, Texas' bullpen, was going to be what caused them a game or two or mm-hmm. even the series. And John Gray coming out of the bullpen and giving him that th- those three innings was huge, especially considering that he was lined up to be game four, that following game starter. So, and that was the next day. So then, yep. so Bruce, again, Bruce Bochy being the genius that he's is, he, he's so well at managing his again. pitching. And he literally said, well, fuck, I just got three innings out of Max Scherzer, probably not what I was expecting, but I had all, and this was already said, John Gray was listed for game four. Yeah, he was. And so Bruce Bochy said, fuck it, hey, we got to win this game. I don't give a fuck about tomorrow. We'll worry about that tomorrow. And that's what he did. He worried about winning this game, which he did at the end of the day, and worried about game four when it came around. And, I mean, again, I think in this game as well, in the second inning, there was a huge momentum change where um, they had Max Scherzer on the ropes a little bit, and Christian Walker gets thrown out at home. He he. Oh, uh, yeah, he ran past, he ran, the, stop he ran past the stop sign, yeah. his third base coach, and uh, he gets thrown out by a fucking mile. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of changed momentum because that bails Scherzer out of what could have been a pretty big inning. Especially when you know that Scherzer's bound to give up the big inning. He's bound to give up the three, four hits in a row. He's bound to get hit around and give up some runs. And by you giving him an out, and th- so this, how, uh, so yeah, this was Tommy Pham's first at bat following his four hit performance, right? So this is five consecutive hits. So now you have runners first and second, and I believe that was the second out of the inning. So now, I, I mean, I don't know. That just I feel like changed a lot in this game. Yeah, because you give you considering give, you have Max Scherzer throwing. You know what I mean? You give so him you, life. Exactly. So you get him out earlier than what again he did end up leaving with what was it oblique or a shoulder yeah. or something? I don't know. He did in the bleeding back or something like lower back, I think. But that was a huge momentum change. But this is kind of where Marcus Simeon started to kind of figure out. This is where he kind of started to be like, you know, I should probably start carrying my own weight. Corey Seager goes deep again. I mean, this is when the offense just exploded for Texas. This is when they were seeing it big. 
Yeah, no, definitely. And like I said, uh, like I said, with John Gray stepping in, I mean that was huge there. And then those three guys that Texas used pretty much all postseason, like they were pretty legit. I mean, Araldis Chapman did what Araldis Chapman does, right? But Spores and then Leclerc, dudes were unhittable. Oh my those, god, those two guys, and it seemed like, it seemed like it was always the same company. It seemed like they were throwing every day. Yeah, every day, every day, every day, and it was just those guys that were going to, right? Obviously, or those three because Chapman Chapman was in the mix there. Um, you know what I mean? The thing, the thing with Chapman is he he was so close multiple times to blowing it, so close. But Bruce Bochy is so, I don't know, I guess just experience where so seasoned, so seasoned. He goes, I mean, yep, I, he saw his three hitters immediately yeah, goes and pulls them. I'm doesn't not, I'm not doesn't play with it. it doesn't yeah. mess with it. Oh, maybe he can get this lefty. He no. doesn't give a shit. He threw his three hitters. Go get him. Yeah, you got Leclerc, the guy I really Leclerc. wanted you to get. This new rule just makes me just forces me yeah, to, let you to go two more. Or else you I would have pulled, pulled you. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Exactly that. <laughs> but yeah, Leclerc, man. I mean. Dude was un- not unhittable, but dude was he was nasty. He was nasty yeah, for you know that. I mean, he did what he needed to do coming out. Uh, coming out as that, as that closer. You know what I mean? This postseason, um, a lot of strikeouts, a lot of swing and miss stuff. So it was nice to see him kind of come to life too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I said it from the beginning. I said I just think Bruce Bochy and having him in that in that dugout is going to be the difference. And and uh, you, I mean, to me, it, it's it's very clear that that was you know what I mean. It, it only went five games. You know what I mean? That's the sign of a good team led by a good manager. You know what I mean? When you can run through a postseason like that, that's impressive stuff. He knows the buttons to push, and he knows when to push them, and you saw it a lot of the time. Right. right? So, so, And this was also the game that uh, Dolis was, uh, well, we now know, was it was oblique. He had an oblique strain. Um, and so he was taken off the World Series roster that following day. Him and Scherzer yeah. were both uh, taken off the World Series roster, so... Um, they had called up a couple people, Ezekiel Duran and Brock Burke, just a left-handed reliever. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, going into game four now, you're imagining, well, shit, a down Adolis, down Scherzer. I mean, I know Scherzer's not an everyday player, but down Adolis, that's huge. Yeah, down Adolis Garcia, I was like, I wonder what this is going to look like. I wonder how they're going to respond. I wonder if it's going to be, you know, just as, as, uh, as powerful of a – of a lineup as it has been, you know what I mean? And they come out and put up a uh, five in the second and five in the third. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Oh, yeah. That, that one got, that one got bad real fast. That one got, yeah, that was ugly. You know what I mean? Texas did, or uh, Ar- yeah, Arizona did put up a little bit of a fight there at the end, um, scoring four in the eighth and two in the ninth. You know what I mean? So they, 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 they fought a little bit, but I mean, when you put up a 10 spot and, in the first three innings, it's kind of hard to come back from. Yeah, this is where Cattell Marte pushed his uh, hitting streak to 20 consecutive games, extending the longest in postseason history in this game. That's impressive. It's so impressive. Um, and also, like I said, man, this is where Bro- Bruce Bochy was like, oh, we'll figure it out tomorrow, you know, when tomorrow yeah. comes. And he started Andrew Haney, who, again, yes, he was a starter, has been a starter, but hadn't been a starter much in the playoffs. And... He didn't worry. He didn't care. And I mean, what really helped them out with that too is the big lead they got early. Because now you can just let Haney go, and now you can let just him say, be aggressive. Look, it's fine if you give up two, three runs. You know what I mean? Four runs. Try obviously to do your best to right. keep it at a very, very minimum. 
but he ends up going five innings, giving up one run. Right. I mean, and like you said, Marcus Simeon with the two-run triple in the second, Corey Seager with another home run. I mean, uh, Travis Jankowski had a two-run double. In- Travis Jankowski stepped up and filled <clears throat> in for Adolis Garcia and goes out there and hits. He had that double early on. I think he had two doubles in the game. Yeah, and right? he was two for two with two doubles. Yeah, two for two with two doubles, dude. I'm just like... Um, well, okay, I guess you don't need Garcia. I guess you fucking rake, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, next thing you know, it's the top of the third, and Texas is up 10-0. Marcus Simeon fucking hit a three-run bomb, and, um, yeah, I mean, like you said, that helps Andrew Haney out because now he doesn't have to nitpick. He doesn't have to be picky on what he's throwing or try to hit the corners, or now he can just be aggressive knowing he's up 10 runs. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that definitely helped out a lot. I mean, and then it gives you again all that freedom with your bullpen because now instead of going Haney for two, who knows who's next for two, and then whoever else is after them for two, and then another one here and one here and one here. Well, now you only got to worry about four innings at the end of the day, right? You know what I mean. So, and like you said, I mean Arizona did have a little bit of a um, comeback there at the end. You know, eleven seven. Gabriel Moreno hit. You had a couple RBIs towards the end. But Leclerc came in to get, I believe, just the one guy because uh, Bruce Bochy wasn't fucking having. He, uh, I can't remember who was in there. He Will had a different Smith. guy in there. Will Smith. Oh, was it Smith? Yeah. He had a guy in there and was like, and uh, I mean, not necessarily that I that you were worried, but you can tell Arizona was kind of seeing Will Smith. Yeah. Bruce Bochy said, "Fuck it, Leclerc, you're back in there, dude. I don't give a fuck how many days it's been in a row now. You're coming. I mean, yeah. Will Smith was out there for the ninth. Uh, Gave up one walk, one hit, two earned, uh, and that's when Bochy said, uh, yeah, fuck so, this. Yeah. Fuck this, we'll get you out. But shout out to Will Smith. This is his thir- third World Series in a row. Unbelievable. Three three years in a row. With three different wonder- teams. With- <laughs> that's what's crazy. Like, he won one with the Braves, he won with Houston, and now with Texas. Like, that's insane. Uh, dude's got three consecutive World Series. He's got series. three big-ass rings is what he has. That's sick as fuck. Back-to-back-to-back to back to back years. It's like every year he's, yeah. Hey. I, I seen a tweet You want to go to the World Series, pick me up. Yep. I seen a tweet saying that. They're like, well, any, any team's offseason plan should start with Will Smith. Signing Will Smith. <laughs> Not Otani. But Will Smith. Yeah, dude, that's crazy to see it. But you you look back at their roster, and the Rangers actually had multiple guys that have uh, now won multiple World Series. Adolis Chapman. Aroldis Chapman. Yeah, one with Chicago. Won one with Chicago as well. Seager. Corey Seager won one with the Dodgers as well. Um, And I want to say, wasn't Nathan Ivaldi? With Boston, yeah. Yeah, doesn't he have another one, right? So he's got another one there. Scherzer. Oh, Scherzer had another one, yep. So that's five guys that had that that World Series experience, right? So that was pretty cool to see, too. So, yeah, I mean, again, Texas handled business game four um, pretty soundly. And then game five, you have the pitcher with the biggest nuts I've ever seen in my life. Oh, my God. I I don't know that I've... I've never seen a bigger pair of testicles (laughs) on a human than a guy named Nathan (laughs) Navaldi. My God, is that man... He just... Oh my! I don't know how he does it. There's no uh, pressure. There's n- he's so fucking good in the playoffs. It's unbelievable. I mean, if you want, yeah, if if you know you're making the playoffs and this guy's uh, available to pick up uh, like a trade deadline kind of thing, I'm doing what I can to go get this guy because these weren't easy innings, but he got out of like five of them. 
and not and yeah, not easy innings, but there was a lot of times where he got in trouble or or had like bases loaded or two runners on or whatever the case is and got out of the jams. You know, like I don't know, he just the pressure never gets to this man. He never cracks under pressure. Um yeah, that first inning he was in trouble. Uh Corbin Carroll had gotten on and um yeah, he limited the damage. Oh no, he didn't even give up a run. He no. got out of it. He, he got out of that yeah, first. He inning. didn't he didn't give up a run. So so just for reference, he went six innings, gave up four hits, zero earned, had five walks and five strikeouts in a game five that is unreal. Gets out of a jam in the first and in the third. Yep, get in the first he left uh two guys on, uh a walk to Corbin Carroll, um, and then a walk to Christian Walker. Three ground outs for three outs. And then, uh, same, in the third, he leaves one guy on base, a single by Lourdes Gurriel, right? And then uh, in the bottom of the third, he left two guys on base, so you're now up to five guys left on base. Single to center up by Carroll, walk by Cattell Marte, bunt ground out, strikeout swing in, ground out. That's the third inning. I'm telling you. That's the third inning. Fourth inning leaves one on base. Fifth inning leaves three guys on base. Three guys. That's bases loaded. I'm telling you. That is guy, bases loaded. This guy's testicles are unbelievably big. He uh he he put up literally one of the greatest postseasons we've ever seen by a pitcher. He was five and zero. Um, and six starts. He had a two point nine ERA, thirty six innings, forty one strikeouts. Won the clinching game for the World Series. He was also the fifth pitcher to win five games in a single postseason. Again, I mean, this man, he doesn't shy for, away from, you know, the pressure just is not a thing to him. He loves it. Loves it. He loves it, man. Um, there's that, I believe you sent it to me, the video where Max Scherzer's. Oh, uh, um, yeah. You'll, I'll learn from you. I'll or, learn from you. Or, yeah, yeah, something like that. He's hugging that him after. He's hugging him after they win, and um, he's, he's pouring a beer on him. Yeah, or something. he's pouring a beer on him. Or is it in the clubhouse? Yeah, uh, yeah, in the clubhouse. I can't remember, but he's pouring a beer on him. Yeah. I'm gonna learn from you, motherfucker. Yeah, he says I'm gonna. Yeah. I mean, you can't. I mean, fuck. I'm. It's the one guy you want to learn from. He's, he's a dog, man. You want to learn how to not crack under pressure? I mean, just study Nathan Evaldi, man. He's, Again, and he he got out of it. Wasn't perfect, unlike Zach Gallon, who was perfect through five innings and a yeah, no, throwing a no hitter into the sixth. That was unreal. Man. Zach Gallon, yeah, and nobody's gonna remember that performance because because yes, at. Because of the way that freaking Nathan Navaldi had to get through it. Yeah, he got, again, bases loaded jam, got, gets out of it. But Marcus Simeon, you know, he uh, he get or was it Marcus Simeon? No, who broke it up? I'm trying to think of who broke it up. It was, um, oh, Seager. Seager breaks up the no-hitter. It was, there was a shift on. He hits a little, you know, weak ground ball through, through the third base side. And after that, uh, Evan Carter, double. Uh, Mitch Garver, uh, RBI single. So now it's uh, 1-0. Yeah. Gallon gets yanked, but has two runners on. And then... Um, Corey Seager had that freaking cue ball off the end of the bat. That was in the ninth inning. That was in, that was in the ninth. No, that was the one to break it up. No. Nope. No. He had two very similar hits, but that first one to break it up was a little more solid. Wow. And I only know this because I had a fucking bet, and it was over one and a half bags for Corey Seager. 
and he and in the ninth inning oh no yeah 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 because in the ninth innings where they almost batted all the way through right because they exploded they scored like four or five Uh runs in the ninth and Corey Seager came up in that ninth inning and he had a little cue shot down the third baseline that's why I remember it was the last inning because that's what won me the bet (laughs) but yeah um this game man it was 1-0 going into the ninth Kevin Ginkle came in and fucking shut the doors down like he had been all playoffs but that ninth inning uh got it, it got ugly quick Paul Seawald was not yeah, and I, I don't think know, he was just throwing meatballs up there. Well, to those guys. yeah, I mean, unfortunately for Paul Sewell, I think losing that game one the way he did kind of killed his confidence. You think so? I mean, I I think it can go that fast. You know what I mean? I, I don't know that it, I can't say it did. I don't know that it did, but I know it could go that fast. Right? You know, you could be, you could be you could be the best pitcher for three, four, five weeks, and then all of a sudden one thing just cracks it and it's all gone. It could be true and, because and, I guess. I mean, again, he, you you give up uh, your your win in game one, give up the uh, home run that ties it in the bottom of the ninth inning with one out. That could be a real fucking a real shot to your yeah, confidence, especially in the World Series, yeah. man. Like, yeah. yeah, I can see that because they got to him quick in that ninth inning. Jonah Heim, um, single. Marcus Simeon had a bomb, and then, um, yeah, I mean, another unsung hero is um, Josh Spores. The closer, oh, yeah. the guy who closed it out. To be fair, they should have given Leclerc the close. I mean, Leclerc had thrown the last four games. Well, yeah, but he's and he also- has arm problems. So, like again, I mean, the mo- I feel like the adrenaline, the momentum, not, yeah. I, that wouldn't have mattered. I think he would have still been effective. Yeah, but he had thrown. I think the previous that was game. He threw the last two nights, which again. I think momentum would have fucking carried him through it, but I mean, he, I mean, he he held the end of that bullpen down all all postseason. Right. I think you let him fucking finish it out and get the at least get the last out of the fucking game. Like, right. You know what I mean? Well, like, and they were up big. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He he held it down the whole time. I mean, obviously, Spores did his thing too. Don't get me wrong. This was a guy that nobody had heard of, and then all of a sudden, you come into the postseason, and he are just like. Well, I'm just gonna ride you because you're doing a hell of a job. So why ruin it now? You know what I mean? Right. Like, who cares about what you've done in the past? Because it hasn't been pretty for him. No, he yeah. had a uh, 5.5 ERA in 44 games for Texas. So, again, this wasn't the guy they really were relying on. But you want to guess what his uh, ERA was in the postseason? Uh, in 10 games. Close to zero. 0.75. Yeah. 12 innings, 13 strikeouts, only four walks in uh, – how many? Thir- Twelve innings. How the fuck do you get that from a guy that had a figured it almost out. a six ERA in the figured, regular season? Figured it out. That's I what mean, I'm saying. I mean, guy just stepped up and uh, took a role of a guy to be there. You know what I mean? So, uh, shout out to him too. You yeah. Know what I mean, so I mean, yep. We're, um, Texas wins the World Series. Um, went eleven and zero on the road. Didn't lose a single road game. That's what I find very impressive. They didn't give a fuck about home field advantage for the other team. And if you think about it. They played probably the best teams you could have played from the American League side. They had to beat Tampa uh-huh. when Tampa was home. They had the home field advantage for the wild card series. Three games there. And they did it. They had to go and beat Baltimore, who was considered the best team in the American League, had the best record with number one seed. Yep. Um, had no problem with them. Then they had to play Houston, who took the division from them very last game of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, I mean, seven games, hard-fought series, but they won. And then they take care of, you know, Arizona, who, again, I mean, arguably wasn't the best team in the National League, but 
they were there. That, that was the representative. That's yeah. how the that's, you can't doubt. You can't. I mean, as much as as much as it might have not been the greatest of series that I've seen overall, um, you still got to give them their props. You right. Know? No. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. And they have such young talent. Where I think if they get a couple guys, you know. A couple legit, you know, another starter, arms, another arm, bullpen pieces, uh, maybe another good actual power bat, you know, like a fuck. I don't know. I I or don't just have Christian Walker stay consistent. Well, not know. even that, but if imagine like I know this wouldn't happen, but like a Cody Bellinger in that lineup, that's so much extra pop. Juan Soto, Juan Soto, that's so much extra pop that would help him out so much because they don't have pop. No. Don't get me wrong, Cattell Marte can go deep, and we've seen what Corbin Carroll can do, but they're not a team that's gonna. Out homer you, yeah. you know what I mean. So, but again, I mean, mad props to both of these teams. The Texas Rangers, obviously, I mean, they just fucking they were the better team. There was nothing else to say. Yeah, they definitely were. You know what I mean. Texas definitely showed why, uh, why they're, you know what I mean. Why they everybody had a lot of hype around them all year. They fell off for a little bit there, you know, during the season. And everybody was like, oh, maybe they're not that team. Maybe they're not as good as people thought they were. And then they got, you know, they got together at the right time. Everybody came, uh, everybody got hot. And uh, next thing you know, they're the World Series. Exactly. They're the World Series champs. That's crazy, man. Um, what is, uh, I guess, we talked about a lot of players, Gabriel Moreno, you know what I mean, people like that. But who was the one guy other than obviously like Corey Seager or Dolis Garcia, um, you know, not one of those big name guys that did what he was supposed to. But what are a couple names or one name that really stuck out to you from a guy that you were like, I don't, I didn't expect this from him. I guess a uh, couple guys, um, Kevin Ginkle, reliever yes. for Arizona. Dude is dirty. Was dirty all playoffs. Was unhittable. Um, let me pull up his numbers actually real quick because I'm curious to see what he ended up with when it was all said and done. But Kevin Ginkle. Um, one of them, Evan Carter, another one again. Yes, the rookie. I don't know if you know the guy that uh, Evan Carter got called up in September. Exactly, that's what I'm saying, dude. The dude, the dude got called up in September. How that's in the hell do you get called up in September and come do what you do? And next thing you know, you're in the everyday starting lineup for the for that same postseason. Um, Kevin Ginkle, this postseason, eleven innings with a zero ERA. Zero earned runs, eleven innings, fifteen strikeouts. That slider he's got, man. That's nasty. That thing is nasty. That's um, one of the nastiest I've seen in the game lately. And not even just you know the postseason, but he he had a two point four ERA in the regular season. So this dude is actually pretty fucking dirty. Yeah, he's actually that's a that's a good reliever uh, for anybody that needs a reliever. I mean, obviously, if Arizona can hold on to him, I bet you they're playing close to nut. They're paying close to nothing for him. Twenty nine years old. Um, but yeah, the dude's nasty, man. I mean, and obviously had a good year, had a good uh, yeah, twenty twenty three. So yeah, Kevin Ginkle, uh, nine Evan- wins, one loss, one point three WAR. Who in sixty games, Kevin Ginkle? Oh. Yeah, 60 games, four saves, 65 innings pitched, uh, 70 strikeouts in the year. Holy crap. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. This guy's fucking legit. Like, yeah. And I I had no idea who this was until literally um, when they played uh, – who did they play before the Phillies? Um, uh, Brewers? The Diamondbacks? Yeah. They played the Dodgers. The Dodgers. That's yeah. when I started really be like, holy shit, Kevin Ginkle's kind of dirty. And for me, it wasn't until we saw him against the Phillies. Yeah. I didn't, uh, for me, that's I was like, holy crap. I was like, who is this guy? And where the hell did he come from? Because his stuff is nasty. 
for being that seven eight inning guy, dirty. Right. Very, very dirty. Um another guy, I I mean this is a big name, but a role Chapman. Um as much as I hate to admit it, he was actually really, really fucking effective. Mm-hmm. And not effective, but he got some pretty big innings, you know, to his name. He got his name called a lot, I feel like. And I mean he answered the fucking you know, he answered yeah. the call. And I mean, he like we talked about, he obviously had his struggles uh, in the past in these big situations where he blows it, um, you know, gives up big home runs or a uh, big situation, can't hold the lead, things of sorts. But he actually came in and, uh, again, maybe it was just the manager knowing uh, when he was done and how far to let him go. Right. You know what I mean? Whatever it was, but... Um, if you gotta what, manage, if you gotta manage him that way for him to be effective, then you better what, be ready yeah, for it. Exactly, whatever it is. I mean, he was effective. He did what he needed to, and uh, he—that's not what he's known for. So, that's another name. Um, and I'm trying to think of what the fuck is his name? Uh, the pitcher, Brandon, Brandon Fat. Oh yeah, for Brandon Arizona. Fat for Arizona. I mean, yeah. he did get hit around his last outing, but I mean. Dude was lights out for them. Yeah, I mean, he got hit around a little bit, but he's still, I mean, another guy too. Just uh, he, he uh, for the, what was it, the DS against the Dodgers when I first heard yeah. they were announcing yeah. him. I was like, who in the, who the fuck, fuck is this, guy? Is this yeah. guy? Then you look him up and you're like a five, almost a six ERA, and mm-hmm. you're like, well, shit, this is about to get ugly. Well, yeah, it got ugly for the guys facing him, unfortunately. Right. Because dude was good all postseason. Um, came out and just shoved. You know what I mean? He didn't. He didn't let the pressure or didn't let the moment get too big for him. He just went up there. He pitched, did what he could, and um, he had that one game where I was upset that they took him out. I can't oh, remember yeah. which one it was, but yeah, I was yeah. I was livid, bro. I was like, "What are you doing? This kid is hot. He's having the game of his life right now, and you're about to take him out when he's right in the middle of it. Like, let him at least give up a hit or two hits or something yeah. to get it. But like." Right now, it's his game. Let him freaking lose his game. You know what I mean? Yep, I agree, man. Um, but yeah, that was uh, one of the craziest things that I, that's you know, just kind of blew my mind. Two years ago, the Rangers lost 102 games. I, I, um, Arizona was 100 and, yeah, 100 and exactly. something, too, I think. Um, and they skipped, this is a stat from front office sports, uh, they skipped a traditional rebuild and immediately spent a record $571 million on free agents. Two years later, they won their first ever World Series. So, let's show you a World Series can be bought. Yeah, it can be bought. It can be bought. I mean, two guys on that team are making almost half a billion dollars: Mark yeah. Simeon and Corey Seager. Corey Seager. And again, very well worth it. This, uh, this right here, this one World Series makes their contracts worth it until it's over. Yeah, a hundred percent agree. Um, Marcus Simeon. They played 179 total games this year. Played in every single one of them. Mm-hmm. In today's day and age, that's unheard of. Yeah. I mean, um, the fact that he was there every liter- single day. Literally. In Texas. Every day. Those days are hot. I understand they have a retractable roof, but those days are hot. It gets hot out there. Um, And that's why I'm always... I'm, I don't know how, what word it would be, but... This is why I think baseball players are bigger athletes than most people would ever think of. If you're not a baseball player, like I understand football players and basketball players, but yeah, yeah basketball players who sit out because they're played fucking on Tuesday and it's now Sunday. Yeah, Marcus, <laughs> 179 games. He's been playing since March. Yeah, every fucking game. Yeah, it's it's crazy. That's not something you see very often anymore. You used to see it a little bit more 
like back in the early 2000s, um, still going into like that 2010, you know, that first decade of the 2000s, um, you would see more guys, you know, play 155, 160, maybe not the whole 162, you know what I mean? But damn near close almost every game, right? right? Now it's unheard of. Right. You don't see it. It's kind of like every other sport. You're getting a bunch of prima donnas. Um, you know, they're, oh, I can't, but you don't, you're not seeing the Kobe Bryant's, you're not seeing no. the Michael Jordan's, you know what I mean? You're not seeing a lot of those guys that want to be, they want to be out there every right. day. Like, I don't care if I'm hurting, I don't care if I'm sore, like, I want to be so out there. So, staying day. on that point, uh, Jonah Heim started and caught every game in the postseason. He did so with a wrist injury that most likely will need surgery to fully heal again. They didn't give a fuck. A dog. That's a dog. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, those guys. Those guys are dogs. You know what I mean? You 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 can't teach that to people because some people are, you know, uh, yeah. I, I'm tired. I can't do it. Uh, I don't want. I don't want well, to. I have uh, a little sprain or something. Yeah. There's yeah. Nah, yeah. No excuses. Uh, I had a point to this earlier, but Nathan Evaldi, um, being on that list with five wins in the postseason. Do you know who the other three pitchers are on that list? I did not. Randy Johnson in 2001, Steven Strasburg in 2019, and Francisco Rodriguez 2020 or 2002, 2002. Wow. So with the Mets? No, with the Angels when they oh. won it in 2002. So some pretty elite company, and um, <clears throat> this was uh, probably the best part to cap off the season. Um, so I don't know if you remember, but. Uh, when the Astros won the division and Alex Bregman hit us with the uh, people want to know what the Astros would do if we didn't win the division. And he said, I guess we'll never know. Starts popping champagne. Yeah. And then um, Corey Seager gets him. Corey Seager hits him with the, uh, let me pull it up for you real quick. People were wondering what it would be like. if Texas. Everybody was wondering what would happen if the Rangers didn't win the World Series. I guess we'll never know. Talk about a mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about a mic drop. I mean, that was awesome. I love that. The, um, the, the rivalry there next year is going to be so insane. Especially with how it ended, man. Yeah. Adolis wanting to scrap Maldonado yeah. and Abreu and stuff. Like, Yeah, that's a legit rivalry. I feel like those are two teams that legit don't like each other. And they're not going to do- like each other anymore. For a while. Now. I mean, yeah. a lot of those guys are there for a while. So, I mean. Um, there's not a lot of that left in baseball. Like, you know, there's the Yankees Red Sox rivalry, but that's not even that right. That I remember watching that rivalry early to again, back in the first decade of the two yeah. thousands, right? The early two thousands, two thousand three, two thousand four when A Rod was busting out with Jason Veritek right at home plate. You know what I mean? Pedro oh, yeah. was drilling people all the time, like that rivalry has been unseen in the it's, game of baseball yeah, it's since, nothing like that. since that rivalry, right? It's nothing like that, and I hate to say it, but I mean, the Red Sox have gone on to win two World Series since the Yankees won one in 2009. Um, so yeah, they, like I said, the Giants and Dodgers, I mean, maybe the fans hate each other, but even the teams don't hate each other. Yeah, no. But I think this is a legit, like, they yeah. don't like yeah. each other. Like, they do not fuck with each other I, at, at least, all. At least I'm hoping that's what it turns into for sure. Because right. that would be fun to see, having a series like that again, where you know every time they play there's going to be some kind of fireworks. Right. Yeah, I'm excited for that next year because I hope that's really what happens. So. It'll be interesting. Yeah, but, man. This was a, it was a good World Series with good season in general. I mean, again, there's nothing like baseball, man. I yeah, another real quick, another guy that did st- stick out to me as well. We talked about uh, Jonah Heim being behind a dish. Um, Josh Jung, 
also defensively at third Ooh, base. Yep. I mean, the offensively at third base, everything there. Um, definitely uh, impressed me this postseason as well. Another rookie also. So, you know, another new guy there stepping up. Um, Alec Thomas. Yes. Alec Thomas, to me, is probably the biggest one. Um, small guy, like I said, I know we talked about this before, first first really caught a glimpse of him and started to notice him in the World Baseball Classic with Mexico. But then he comes out to this postseason and he just balls. I mean, he's he's so he's so fast, has a ton of range and out for center field. And I think he's hit, what, four home runs as well? Yeah. You know what I mean? He got sent down. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah, he got sent down in the middle of the season, got called back up, and then he had that error in the ninth. Oof. That hurt me. When I saw that, that hurt me so bad because he's been having such a great postseason. He's been a a pretty big role on this team, Um, you know, being at the bottom of the lineup and everything like that. And in a situation where you're already down one in the ninth inning and then that ball gets by him, I felt so, so bad for him. I couldn't imagine how he felt, man. Like, I could not imagine seeing him watch Corbin Carroll on a dead sprint getting that ball, knowing it just got by him. Like There was, what, two guys on? There was two guys on. I mean, it was not pretty. Um, that, that sucked. Yeah. That, that, really that hurt again. Sucked. That hurt just because of the postseason he's been having, how everything's been. And then just to see it kind of get blown open because of that. I'm like, Oh man, that's a, that, that hurt. That hurts a little bit there. So I felt for him, but yeah, overall, um, you know, still a good world series, still a good, a great postseason. I mean, seeing Arizona get all the way there first and foremost, you know what I mean? What a surprise though. They had everybody on their seats the whole way through. Got especially, you know, coming out of the uh and out the NLCS where again nobody expected them to win. Everybody had Philly winning the World Series. Yeah. Um I couldn't I couldn't doubt I couldn't like just count them out at any point this post in that World right. Series. I was like, look, I've doubted them the whole time the whole postseason. I was like, I can't, I don't I just can't doubt them and say that yeah they're not good. They're gonna lose or whatever it be because you never know. You never know exactly never that. Know. So yeah, I mean, obviously, congrats, uh, congrats to Texas again. Their first World Series in their uh, history there. So, um, Aroldis Chapman, part of another broken curse. Another broken curse, exactly that. Um, he was with um, the White Sox when it had been the what, Cubs, uh, or I mean, the Cubs. My bad. And they had over a hundred and whatever years. I think it was hundred and six years that however, they hadn't won it. However, fucking long it was. Um, yeah, hundred and eight. Um, the longest on the National League side and then the longest on the American League side was 62 years, and he was a part of both of them. Yeah, so shout-out to him. Obviously, that being done, it was crazy, man. As soon as the World Series was over, it was like, bam, all of a sudden, news starts dropping. Everybody starts doing stuff, and next thing you know, it feels like half the league is opting out of their contracts this year. Well, that, and hold on. Before we get into that last thing, uh, Jacob DeGrom, I understand he didn't pitch, but uh, he's got a World Series ring. First year out of uh, first year out of New York. That nah, fucking I don't give a damn about that. Well, I don't either. That, I'm just saying. that doesn't count to me. I mean, to me, yes, you get your ring, congratulations. But um, he still he's he pitched innings. He, he pitched innings. I understand, but that still doesn't prove that you can help a team. You're wrong. Win I agree. A World no, series. right. I'm just I, saying. I'm just. I, to, but, to me, to me, Texas did that without him. No, for sure. And. Um, Fact or fiction, he's getting a World Series ring. Correct. I mean, okay. yeah, fact, yes, 100%. But you still got to prove that you can 
one, I pitch agree. a whole season, and two, pitch into the postseason yes. and be effective, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but, yeah, a lot of people opting out of their contracts. Uh, obviously, we had a couple of re- – well, we had Nelson Cruz announced that he was officially retiring yep. from the game of baseball. So, shout out to my man Nelson Cruz. Obviously, 19 years in the show. One of the best fucking hitters. 464 career home runs, 2,053 hits, seven time All Star, four time Silver Slugger. 1,325 RBIs in his career. Yep. The boomstick is. The um, boomstick is officially done booming. You know what I mean? Um, I guess the question now goes to, uh, comes to fall is uh, he a Hall of Famer? Uh, at first glance, yes, but I mean, like, four hundred and sixty-four home runs. There's not a lot of people that can say they. That have is that. true. Um, that is true. Two two thousand plus hits. I mean, seven-time All-Star. So again, at first glance, yes. Um, not a hundred percent confident in saying that, but yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, just kind of seeing, seeing uh these numbers here that kind of you know do matter a little bit um i would say yes maybe like a fifth sixth seventh ballot yeah you know no yeah not first ballot but yeah yeah, i do i can Uh, see him getting in but yeah so um shout out to him there uh the other one was joey Votto. the reds um was it just yesterday i believe right the Reds announced that they have declined Joey Votto's $20 million club option for 2024. He is now a free agent for and the first time. And thanked him. That's the big, that's the key takeaway there. They thanked him for. Fuck you. For his Fuck time. You. Fuck you and your thank you. Well, I'm just saying. Like, I, bitch, I'm not ready to retire. Give me fucking one more, two more years. Like, obviously, I still fucking hit this year. Yeah. You can't tell me I didn't fucking hit. Who the fuck else you got to replace me? Who's playing first? I have no idea who's playing first for them. You know what I mean? I'm not ready to fucking go, and obviously I can still fucking play. Give me two more fucking years. I've given you my whole damn career. Yeah. If he's ready to retire, then hey, cool. Yeah, if he's ready to retire, cool. I'm I'm down with it. But if he's not, bruh, he's been he's he's been your organization mm-hmm. for the past who knows how many fucking years he's been there. Right. You know what I mean? Give get let him give him a little bit of retirement. You know what I mean? Give if he's not ready to go yet, give him another year. Give him another two year or another year contract with an option for the following year. You know what I mean? What the fuck you got to lose or just pick up next year's option? It's twenty million dollars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I mean, that's kind of a lot of money for a guy who won't be I don't know, I guess giving them a lot. He's still hit. He's no, still I mean defense. he'll still yeah, he'll still I mean, but twenty million you can give that to someone else. I agree, but but yeah, that that was crazy spent, to me. Uh, dude spent that much his whole career there. Yeah, I think it's one of those situations. If he's not ready to retire, I'd give him another year. Yeah, Fuck another it. year. That's fine. I mean, yeah, opt out. Well, we're gonna decline it, but we'll give you sure ten mil, five five seven yeah. and a half million dollars for the year. That's still a lot of fucking money if you're not ready to go. I agree. Like you know what I mean. Um, another guy who's in a kind of similar position, uh, Clayton Kershaw, announced that he. Underwent a procedure in his left shoulder and is hopeful to return to play at some point next summer. Um, Clayton, this is contract year, correct? Clayton Kershaw. He's a free agent, isn't he? That's what I'm saying. This yeah. is like he can sign with anybody. What are you doing? We all know your career's done. I mean, he's hopeful to play. 
He wants to keep playing. We all know that it's 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 over. You know what I mean? I get it. You want to keep playing, fine, do what you got to do. But it's I mean, just retire a Dodger, dude. Like I hate this Joey Votto might be leaving to someone else. Clayton Kershaw may be going to somewhere else. Just fucking retire with the team. Like call it good. You guys both had hell of a careers. Um, you know, nothing that can ever be taken away from you. Probably both Hall of Famers. Yeah. What more do you need? No, I agree. You know what I mean? I'm just um yeah. I just seen that. I didn't know. Um, he's like I said, hopeful for next summer. That's uh, who's gonna want to sign them? Uh, be like, hey, after you... surgery, after surgery, you're now, you're, 50, you're now 55 years old, um, coming up on 60. Like, a little old, but... <laughs> okay, but he's he's a little old now for you know, for the game of baseball, too. He's getting up there for sure, right? You know what I mean? He's got a whole lot more wear and tear on that arm than uh, than. Jacob DeGrom does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Way more miles on it than that guy does. He's been a reliable car. Don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? You keep him around for 20 years and it's going to be a great car. But at the end of it, there's going to be a couple things wobbly, a couple things that are breaking loose here and there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, Shocks start to go. Your yeah. tires go a little bit. Yeah, you know what I mean? You're replacing brakes. You're maybe dripping a little bit of oil here and there. So Starting to see the stains on the driveway. Yeah, the coolant, you know what I mean? It's kind of you gotta replace it every three, four days, you know. It's 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 you're you're up there, Kershaw. You're up right. there for sure. You know what I mean? But hey, if he does, you know what I mean, props to him too. Um Cody Ballinger officially won the NL comeback player of the year. I mean So congratulations. It was to only him. up for him this point. It, it definitely was. He had a fucking terrible Terrible couple of seasons with the Dodgers there. And the with him winning that comeback player of the year, he decides that he is going to uh, decline his mutual option with the Cubs. Go get your fucking bag, To dude. become a free agent. Yeah, he wants his bag. He's about to go get a fat bag from somebody. Where does he fit in? The Yankees. What do you mean? Oh, my God. <laughs> what do you mean, where does he fit? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Uh, that's such a mm, that's such a perfect swing for Yankee Stadium. Where does he play? The outfield. Where? Right field. What do you mean where? Well, then where's Judge playing? Center. And then who you got in left? Well, we've the haven't Marsh? had one. We haven't. <laughs> yeah, next July maybe. We haven't had a left fielder for the past like three years, so we'll figure it out. Well, he fits in perfectly. I guess he could. That I mean, lefty out in the Yankee Stadium. Lefty power porch. bat, exact something we don't have. Something we don't play to our advantage. We have guys. Our power left-handed bat is literally Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of sad. That's not a power. I mean, I understand <laughs> that he will hit you some bombs, but who's going to hit more bombs? Anthony Rizzo, Cody Bellinger. Oh, Cody, for sure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Cody, for sure. No that's doubt. where he fits in. No doubt Cody will definitely do it. I mean, um, there's uh, there's been talks that the Yankees are uh, interested in trying to trade for Juan Soto, too. Well, I mean, <laughs> the, the Padres can't afford him. Obviously, we obviously the Padres don't know what they're doing with money over there. They, uh, they don't know how it works. They need to take out a loan. So, uh <laughs> <laughs> gotta take out a fifty might, million dollar loan to pay your players. To, we might be able to get him for the low low there. Do you think um, they might? You think they might start selling shares of the team? I can buy. <laughs> maybe I might become part owner of the Padres. 
Fucking give them 500 bucks here, dude. Yeah. This will help. I know it will. All I'm asking for is 10%. Yeah, they signed all these guys. Eh, we have the money somewhere. I know we do. Here's 500. Here's 300. Here's 200. Oh, you want a $300 million contract? Here you go. Oh, shit. We don't have money for this. Uh-huh. Yeah. We don't actually have this kind of money, so. We got to take out a loan. A $50 million loan to pay their, to pay their guys. That's insane. That That's is crazy. kind of embarrassing, too. That is crazy. For a team that didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Wasn't even close. That is embarrassing. Um, Yeah, we did have a lot of opt-outs. Jorge Soler opted out of his contract in Miami. Doesn't do a whole lot to me. Marcus Stroman. I mean, a big big power guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's going to swing and miss a whole lot. Big power guy. Arizona doesn't have power, maybe. mm -hmm. Uh, Marcus Stroman opts out. Is a free agent now. Um there was a couple, or Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson, out. well, the White Sox declined him. Oh, well, regardless. Yeah, so the White Sox declined him. Justin Turner has declined as his option as well, so he's now a free agent. Yeah, the White Sox declined their club option for Turner, $14 million next season. Right. Someone's he's now a free agent. Marcus Stroman is a free agent. Eduardo Rodriguez, who had a very, very good year uh, last year, he opted out as well. Um yeah, Tim Anderson, Joey Votto. Uh, Josh Bell actually opted into his with yep. the Marlins. So shout out to him. The Dodgers extended uh, Max Muncy. They gave him a two-year a two extension. Year deal. Padres declined their two-year $32 million option on Michael Walker. Michael Walker also had a very good year. Um, so he'll be another pitcher that's available. Uh, the Braves are the Braves are expected to decline Eddie Rosario's $9 million option. Yeah, that'll be the first guy that goes from uh, this powerhouse of a team that they built. Hmm. Yeah. See a big one this year. He was. Yeah. Are yeah. they going to falter a lot? I don't. Yeah, I don't. Probably, I probably don't think so. Doesn't doesn't really tickle my back at yeah. all. You know what I mean, he's definitely a good guy. So a good so, guy to pick up though, on the low. You know what I mean? A great infielder, a great utility player, really. Um, that could hit it with a little bit of pop. Okay, quick hit, um, a quick game. Uh, this was posted November 4th, so that was yesterday. yesterday. Top 10 free agents as of right now. I mean, obviously, people can still opt in and out. Number one, Otani, where does he go? I don't know. The Yankees, K. Cool. No, I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't think he goes to the Yankees. I think... Um, yeah, I don't. We don't need six DHs over there. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, um, I don't think he becomes a Yankee. Um, I don't know, honestly. I don't, he's definitely one that you can't. It, I honestly, I want to see him at Seattle. That's where I want to see him. Yeah, I think that'd be, be sweet. Yeah, I think it'd be cool to see him in Seattle too, or San Francisco. Okay, number two, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, uh, the Cardinals. Yankees, okay, cool. the Cardinals. Yeah, so everybody's just going to New no, York. We'll get we'll get a couple guys <laughs> further down on the list that don't fit. Okay, number three, Blake Snell. Uh, Blake Snell, Blake Snell, lefty pitcher. My problem with Blake Snell is he's not consistent. Um, but I think Blake Snell. I think Texas goes after Blake Snell. That'd be a sweet fit. That'd mm-hmm. be perfect. Because Jordan Montgomery is also a free agent. Free agent, agent. yes, yep. he is. But I think I think he'll stay in Texas. I think he definitely could. I, I think, think he, he might like it, it down there. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger. I mean, when you say the Yankees, that actually make, does make a whole lot of sense over there. Willing so. to overpay him. I guarantee you they overpay him. And 
Uh, only if the analytics allow it. So well, you better big, slow down before anything because if the numbers in that analytic group aren't there, you're not getting him. No, they'll 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 get him and they'll overpay him and he'll be shit. But it's fine. It's how it's how it works. Uh, Aaron Nola, uh, St. Louis Yankees, perfect. So, okay. <laughs> I mean, it, it fits. He works. <laughs> A serious guy, press, no pressure gets to him. Can handle that New York media. I would say everybody's a perfect fit for New York. No, not uh, not Sunny Gray, who's number seven on this list. We saw that already. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Uh, number six, we skipped uh, Josh Hader. This is an interesting one. Josh Hader. Josh Hader would actually. Um, Josh Hader, I think, would be a good fit down in Texas. Texas, the uh, Dodgers. I the think Dodger. a lot of teams can use the Josh Hader. Did you see that video of like that his agent released? Uh-uh. It's actually a sick ass video. I'll have to send it to you. Um, it was just hyping him up. It was just hyping up Josh Hader and how he's probably been like the hardest reliever of our time. And there's like a lot of numbers that back that up. I'll find it and send it St. to you. St. Louis wants to go pick him up too. You need some relievers. So you might as well just start to spend some money. That's three guys for St. Louis there. Okay. So weird. Every guy's a Yankee, but every, it's not. It's <laughs> no, every, it's a I'm only looking at the pitchers here. That's the only people uh, we need. Okay. Sunny Gray. Sunny, I mean, I wouldn't mind Sonny Gray in St. Louis, but um, I mean, honestly, out of those three, um, I can probably see Sonny Gray before Aaron Nola just because Sonny Gray is going to be a little bit cheaper. Um, I don't know if they're serious about making a push for this Yamamoto dude from Japan, but I know Nolan Arenado was out visiting him. I know Lars Newtbar was out in Japan. Former teammate. Yeah, former teammates uh, in the World Baseball Classic. Um, you know, I know they were even hanging out with Shohei Otani, so I'm like, are they trying to swing him over too? Like, you know, what's the case there? Because there's a lot of stuff going on right before a lot of big decisions need to come, and I'm just like, does any of this have to do with any of that? Because I really hope it does. Maybe, maybe it's a two for one. If you sign Otani, you get Yamamoto. Or, That'd be freaking or, awesome. Or if Yamamoto, you know, signed with someone, that you get Otani just for that. Being comfortable around each other, you know what I mean? And being teammates with Lars Newtbar no, for the World Baseball Classic. Right, let's relax you know, with the Cardinals. Right? I know they were fun. I know they were good friends. So I'm just, hey, I'm praying. I'm hoping. Doesn't hurt anybody. True. You know what I mean? So, but I can, uh, Sonny Gray, I, again, Sonny Gray is a really good pitcher. I can see Sonny Gray going to like, um, going over to like an LA, uh, the Dodgers. Um, he strikes me more of a, as a low-key kind of guy. He um, is. He definitely is. I mean, he doesn't strike out a lot of people, and he's not going to have super exciting stat lines. He's going to give up five hits, six hits, but he'll give up three runs. He's going to give you a chance to win ball games. You know what I mean? Right. Um, that's why I said he's going to be a little bit on the cheaper side, so I can see him before Aaron Nola just because I know how St. Louis likes to spend money. Which they don't. Um, well, that's, again, I know how they like to spend it, whether they do or don't, right? So they're going to want to go for the cheaper, I'd assume, probably before they try to go for NOLA. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, Sonny Gray out there or even Sonny Gray in, like, uh, San Francisco. Um, pretty cool. You Seattle, know, even see, though they yeah. have a really good rotation. They got a good rotation. That's my only problem with Seattle. But Maybe they go out and get a Josh Hader. That would be pretty sick. Yeah. Um, you also have a – I mean – Baltimore. I mean, Philly has to play a role in getting one of these starting pitchers, whether they well, sign yeah. Aaron Nola back. If not, you have to go out and try to get a Sonny Gray or a Blake Snell or one of these guys. Blake Snell, honestly. Because Jordan Montgomery, I don't think he leaves Texas. I really don't. I think he loves it there. I think yeah. he had, I mean, he just won a World Series and was a big part. And they valued him. They valued what and, like, let him 
The problem with him is he, with, when he was on the Yankees, he was on the leash. Every fucking outing, four or five, four or five innings, maybe six, um, was yanked. And they just never really let him do him. I don't think they ever trusted him or exactly. ever, ever believed he would and be I, And Texas immediately did, so that's why I don't think he'll leave. Um, well, even in St. Louis. I mean, he 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 pitched very, very well in St. Saying. Louis as soon as he left. You know what I mean? And I... Uh, I always I always put it to the beard that they can't grow out there. Some yeah, guys I are like that. I want I, really hate I that. want my beard, so now that I got it I feel better. I know? do hate that. Um number nine on this list, JD Martinez. He doesn't really do a whole lot for me, honestly. No, I mean anyone can really pick him up for the cheap. Exactly. I mean yeah, not anything. And number ten on this list, uh Matt Chapman, third baseman, uh free agent. Um someone can make good use of him yeah he had a really good year and uh, well that leads me to my next point here is uh he did win a gold glove this year the gold glovers came out this w- today actually um right before we recorded and he had won the third base gold glove for the american league this year yeah no i mean he's definitely a good guy to have over there very solid defensively mm offensively obviously very good from the right side of the plate too a lot of pop over there a lot of pop, but who can who can um, take someone like him? Um, tough question. I think uh, the Dodgers could. I think uh, the Red Sox could. Um, yeah, Justin Turner did opt out. Justin so. Turner opted out, so if they're not going to go for Justin Turner back, I think Matt Chapman would be a good fit over there. Um, this is his fourth Gold Glove. <laughs> I mean, even like a, I was gonna say, even like a Seattle could. I know they have a Eugenio Suarez over there, yeah. but um, I'm trying to think of who else. It's no, funny Milwaukee, how we, Milwaukee could. I mean, yeah. I know. mean, I just feel like it's hard to go to Central, either a- NL or AL. I feel like it'd be tough to want to go to one of those teams. Well, yeah, but at the end of the day, you know, a lot of these guys are just give me enough, money. give yeah. me enough money, oh, and for sure. I don't give a fuck where I play. No, for sure. Um, but yeah, saying that. Um, the list for the Gold Glove winners this year: Jonah Heim, Nathaniel Lowe, um, Andres, and Andreas Jimenez, Matt Chapman, Anthony Volpe, Stephen Kwan, Kevin Kiermaier, Adolis Garcia, Mauricio Dubon, and Jose Berrios are your American League Gold Glove winners this year. That's three Texas guys. Three Texas guys. That is correct. Three Texas. Their catcher, their first baseman, and their right fielder. Kind of crazy the guys you paid uh, almost half a billion dollars aren't on here. All right. I mean. No, listen, this is gold glove. Fuck the defense. Yeah, if exactly. You can, if you can hit. <laughs> That's all we care about. And for the National League, you had uh, Gabriel Moreno, who, again, we saw what he can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian Walker, Nico Horner, Cabrian Hayes, Dansby Swanson, Ian Happ, Brenton Doyle from the Rockies, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., Hong Sung Kim, and Zach Wheeler. All your gold glove winners. It's an impressive list there. I wouldn't have expected a lot of those guys. I wouldn't guys, expect but... Fernando Tatis considering that he was suspended for uh, putting steroids in his hair. Putting steroids in his hair for rubbing the steroid cream. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah, so congratulations to those guys for um, for winning the gold glove there. Obviously, more awards are going to be announced here in the next week, I believe. They'll start announcing more. Obviously, you got your Cy Young, your Rookie of the Years. Um, your MVPs, obviously, Silver Sluggers, 
everything that comes with that so we'll keep you guys posted keep you guys updated on everything there um obviously with the season being over we're kind of just gonna have to play it by ear kind of see uh that with this being our first off season um of doing this we'll kind of see how it plays out and you know kind of hopefully we can uh, still find a couple things to keep everyone in tune with and up to date on so um again any recommendations anything that can definitely help us uh feel free to reach out let us know what that might be so that we can uh you know try to implement what we believe is going to help us out as well so um we really appreciate it uh all the listens everything that has come from it if, uh carlos any other words from you yeah i just want to say uh thank you for all the people who um again this was our first year doing this we did this kind of just uh you know we talked baseball as it was we would text back or whether on text or Twitter or Instagram, we were always talking baseball. So we decided just kind of, you know, go for it. Um, we tried it, went a little out of our comfort zone here. And we uh, really appreciate the people who listen and give us feedback and, um, you know, just put the time into writing and, you know, giving us comments and stuff. So again, thank you to the listeners. Thank you. Thank you guys. We really appreciate it. Uh, we'll keep you guys updated with as much as we can. Um, as it comes along obviously all the news coming in there's going to be stuff during the off season um we'll just kind of have to see how it plays out and how we can you know make it uh i guess the best for everybody when it comes to listening and the most beneficial that way it's not just you know a couple of uh 10 minute episodes or one five hour episode as well you know what i mean so we'll definitely keep you guys in the loop but again we appreciate it so much uh we thank you guys for everything and we'll catch you guys on the next one